iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Apple Store Soho. How are we feeling tonight? This side, very vocal. Over here, kind of quiet. One more time. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Come on. <laughs> that guy's going to have fun. Awesome. Welcome. We're really excited. Second row, also very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Ben Lyons from E! Entertainment and Good Morning America, and tonight's guest, Aaron Eckhart. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Aaron, you're a busy guy these days. You are on the Today Show. You're on the Daily Show. You're going to Paris tonight. So on behalf of everybody here from Apple, we, we thank you for hanging out. You're playing with the iPad back there. You enjoy it, the new one? I can't. Do you, we want to rile these guys up. There's a new iPad back in that room, uh, and it does amazing things. And I think I'm getting one. Well, before we get uh, to this film in particular and your character, I just want to talk about the genre as a whole. We've seen alien movies before. We've seen invasion films, apocalyptic movies. What is it that you just enjoy as a fan of the genre about these types of films? Well, I, I love, uh, like the iPad, and we're just talking about where things can go in the future. You know, with an alien movie, it's all up to your imagination. You, you know, the sky's the limit. It's interesting. I was just saying to somebody that, when you have a blank slate like, slate like that, do you go where everybody else has been, or do you go beyond that? And how do you then define, and how do you push out your genre? And how did we do it in this film? You know, how did Spielberg do it um, with Close Encounters, and even you know Lucas with Star Wars? Um, and uh, so that's what interests me about science fiction. You know, we, we saw you uh, at the end of last year in a very powerful film, Rabbit Hole. Very different film, obviously, and a different character. Fans of Rabbit Hole here. But similar to your character in this, you come with a backstory. And, and you come with a, a life lived before. So what is it about this character in particular, this Marine, that you really enjoyed? Was it the fact that he had that backstory? Well, yeah, I mean, you know... Um this is a genre film. It's an alien movie, as you can see. It's a war movie. And um, I felt, you know, I love to act. I love my craft. I love to challenge myself. And um, I, I just felt like I had to make this character as, as complex as I possibly could and uh, to make him relevant, to make the story important, to give the movie heart. You know, I didn't want to rely, and not just me alone, but Jonathan Liebsman, the director, we didn't want to rely on special effects or green screen. To me, this movie really, um, uh, its strength is its, 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 um, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the, uh, um, the struggle to survive and to be one and to be loved and whole, and uh, um, we just happen to be fighting aliens doing it. Technology, obviously, a huge part in the end result, but in the actual making of the movie, how much did technology play in, into your guys' process? Because it does feel so real at times. Well, um, like Christopher Nolan in The Dark Knight, Jonathan Liebsman, uh, the director in Sony, um, we all tried to make it as real as possible. How do you do that? you make everything practical. In other words, if you're seeing smoke, it's actual smoke. We, we filmed this uh, movie in Louisiana, in Shreveport and Baton Rouge, in the middle of the summer. Whoa. I'm from there. Really? Wow. I was looking, I was at Shreveport, I lived on the lake in Shreveport, and I right on the water, you think that would be refreshing? I mean, it was like a bat. It just was incredible. I loved it. I really want to go back. And um, 
but uh, uh, oh yeah, so everything was practical. So we, you know, uh, we were in the middle of Shreveport. We had um, shut down entire freeways, overpasses that were working. We took three weeks, you know, and just completely shut them down. People thought it was a war zone. We had. As for hundreds of yards, we had overturned cars, helicopters buried in the freeway. We had smoke. We were shooting five, ten, twenty thousand rounds a day. Um, so, if you if you didn't even have to close your eyes, if you just didn't look in the distance, you would think you were at war. And you would look. It was so hot in Shreveport and Baton Rouge that, you know, between takes, even intakes, you'd see the rest of the crew, the guys, the Marines, you know, the actors sitting there, thousand yard stare. Sweat, blood, dirt everywhere, and you would swore you're at war. And that all fed into the feeling and the texture of the film. It's cool to hear that they loved the film after the fact, but beforehand, I would imagine you met with some or you trained, or what was oh, your yeah. process we, like to prepare to, to play a Marine? We went through boot camp. Uh, we all, you know, put up the tent, you know, got the cots and, you know, everything in rank, you know. Uh, we ate together, slept together, showered together, trained together. You know, the PFCs, the privates, they had to, you know, clean the latrines, and I was yelling at people, the lieutenant was yelling at me, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> it was pretty intense, and... Um, you know, not only did we learn how to think like a Marine, but, um, you know, we had to be in good shape and uh, we really learned to um, love each other, I guess, during that, that time. Your platoon is made up of an interesting cast of characters from all different walks of the entertainment business, different nationalities, ethnicities, men, women. Tell me about, the, about Michelle Rodriguez and Neo and how the whole team came together. Well, in the beginning, you know, we were 12 actors, you know, come together to make uh, this movie and um, then we've got they put us in boot camp and all of a sudden you know there were no we were all equals in there you know everybody assumed their their uh, rank and we were all of one mind Neo you know a really impressive guy you know um, great songwriter singer creative mind you he familiar was, with his work? You no. have him in your iPod? No, not no. any of uh, I mean, I, now I, I do, but I didn't know, you know, but that, that's, you know, I, I barely know who, you know, Moby is. Um, but, you know, Neo. So all of a sudden, they, this guy's telling stories. Everybody's loving each other. I mean, he becomes one of the crew. Michelle comes in. She's doing everything. She's breaking down her weapon. She's doing the drills. Um, I, was, I just couldn't have been uh, more impressed with everybody's mindset on this film. But everybody's personality came out. I mean, Michelle, you know, she, would, she was there very serious, but she made everybody laugh, you know. She would say great things in Neo, and then somebody else would pipe up. And um, on the flip side of that, when we are going through boot camp, some guys were breaking down. You know, some guys were crying. Some guys couldn't handle it. You know, either it was the heat or it was the exercise or it was just the pressure of trying to walk a straight line with the 12 Marines or to clear a room or whatever it was. And it was very beautiful and interesting how everybody else came and rallied to get around that Marine and how they brought him back into the fold, how they took care of him. And um, that's what I will remember most about this film. Yeah, over the years, I've interviewed you for romantic comedies, for big comic book movies, intense dramas. Is there a genre of film you feel most comfortable or you, uh, that you enjoy doing? When you do a movie like this, do you say, okay, the next one's got to be much smaller? Or how do you plan out the, the roles you, you sign well, up for? I don't, um, unfortunately, I, I, I wish I were much smarter. I don't really have a master plan. You know, um, I'm first and foremost, I'm an actor. And that means that. Uh, I fall in love with my character. I fall in love with other actors. You know, if Nicole Kidman calls me up, 
I have to go. You know, if Johnny Depp, I just did a movie with him called The Rum Diary, calls me up, I have to go. You know, um, I might not necessarily want to go. It might not be convenient. Um, I plan to do this movie a year ahead, and then things just came up. We did Rabbit Hole, we did The Rum Diary with Johnny Depp, and um, we just kept on putting it off. So there is no genre that I won't do. There's nothing that I won't do. Um, as long as I could get to work with great people, you know, and that it pushes me as an actor. I love seeing how enthusiastic you get about watching the clips and watching your old work. Do you go back and watch old performances? Do you no. watch your films like that? I haven't even seen this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Rabbit Hole. Um, it's interesting. I don't, you know, uh, I, I, liked, I liked the experience of making the movies. Like, to me, like watching that, I obviously have you know, the whole thing in my mind, but um, I like the experience of watching it. Uh, and I don't, I'm not really comfortable watching myself too much. Is there a character from over the years that maybe you wish you could play again or reprise somebody you oh, miss? Oh yeah, every single one of Every them. single one. I'd like to play Chad in The Company of Men again. Um, Neil and I have been talking about making that into a musical. Um, or going back over 10 years and seeing Chad, if you guys know in The Company of Men, um, it was my first film I ever made. It's a, quite a nasty little film. Uh, I would like to do Nick Naylor again, you know, from Thank You, from Sm Thank you for Smoking. I'd definitely like to do Nance again. Um, you know, I, I always would feel like when I see the films that we always could have done just a little bit better or done something differently. Well, you've worked with so many great directors over the years. We mentioned a few of them, Christopher Nolan, of course, and Jason Reitman. You see directing in your future. Is that something you have your I would like to. Yeah? I, I, I would like, you know, as an actor to, you know, if you guys like sports or, you know, I'd like to, I'd like a director to really be like a coach and kick my ass up and down the, the field and tell me to do better. And, you know, I would like... I would like to approach it more like a sport uh, in that I think, I think right now that we're being too kind to our actors. I think we're being too soft on them. I think we're not expecting enough from our actors. And uh, um, you, know, you guys go see movies and you guys have a relationship with movies and um, you know, everybody's got an opinion. I, first thing I say or somebody comes up to me and says something about a movie, I mean, Oh, that, that guy or this girl, whatever, you know, there seems to be like, we always think we can do better, and I, I feel like we can. And as a director, I would like to see if I can really push my actors into places that they've never gone and didn't think they could go. So that when you're the audience seeing it, you're just, I mean, it's almost like eating your face off. You're just so like... It's so real to you. You know, that's what I wish somebody would do to me, you know, when I see these movies. Well, there's a sequence in this film where we unfortunately don't have a clip for it, but where I see a side of you I've never seen before, you channel your inner MacGyver at a gas station. Oh, an yeah. incredible sequence there. Tell me just yeah. about the filming of that so when audiences get a chance to see the movie, they'll know what I'm talking about. Well, one thing I love about this movie is, too, is that it's a movie about heroism and leadership. Uh, it's a movie about doing what you have to do in extraordinary circumstances, which I think we can all understand. And, um, and also um, saving your men, saving your women, you know, saving your family. And um, so, uh, you know, aliens going to get us. <laughs> I got to get there first. So uh, without giving it too much away, I guess I just, you know, bust out and 
go uh, blow something up big and attracts the aliens and sets them off course. I don't want to say too much about it, but... Uh, was it one of those films where the director had to say, okay, the alien's going to be over here and it's a guy with like a tennis ball and a stick? I mean, how did you yeah, guys... Yeah, in spandex. Right, in spandex, right. right? Does that make... I can only <laughs> there were two, <laughs> two guys throughout the movie. I feel sorry for them that had to come to work in spandex, you know, suits uh, and hold tennis balls and things out like that and run around. Sometimes you just be like, run harder! You know, or <laughs> go, you know, like that. But, um... Yeah, we did a lot about that. Or, like, the only thing, everything on the ground was practical. Everything in the sky was, was CGI. So, you know, this is why you go to acting school. Or, you know, the director's sitting behind you with a bullhorn. You know, there's a whole bunch of people on the bus shaking the bus going like this. And then he's going, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. And everybody's, you know, 12 actors looking at 10 o'clock is virtually impossible. You know, 10 o'clock to some actors is over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Jonathan's like, ah, nah, 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 10 o'clock over here. You know, so everybody's like this. And then they go, <laughs> and you do that all day long. And that's the only thing about green screen that's a little bit disturbing. Um, luckily, we didn't use too much of it, you know, so the movie feels real. But uh, I think they did a great job with the computer graphics and all that. Absolutely. Now, I think we have some time for questions from the audience. Uh, yeah, go right ahead. That was you? Yeah. yeah okay. oh, we have a mic. We'll we have a mic that's coming around. So raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, um, well, I first let me say that I'm a big fan, and I've you know I've really enjoyed watching your work. Um, and my question, I guess, is I recently saw Robert, Rabbit Hole, and I'm really excited to see this tonight because you cover like such a multitude of characters. And there's a scene where you walk, um, where the boy walks into the kitchen, and you just, you're so upset. And there's, and you were saying like the scene, like where you really feel like just like the the scene is like eating you, like it's so powerful. And I, then I kind of felt like I was watching a play almost, like it was so real at that moment. And I mean, you watch this, and you know, when they didn't use too much green screen, it's very real. And I guess my one of my questions is, um, would you ever be interested in doing a play? or you know, doing your work on stage? Oh, absolutely, I, I, that's, I started acting when I was 14 in high school, doing plays. My first play was Charlie Brown, The Doctor Is In. I played Charlie Brown, had seven musical numbers, and I don't sing. So you can imagine how painful that was. I couldn't act or sing. Now I can barely act. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I would love to, you know, when situations like that in Rabbit Hole, I'll tell you a little bit about the history of that scene. Um, Miles wanted to come to set, and Nicole was like, no, I don't think he should come to set because uh, I don't want him to get too comfortable. So when Miles came to the set, scene, that scene, is he was really meeting us all for the first time, and he basically walked in. It wasn't like we was... He walked into that kitchen. You see what I'm saying? How scary that would be? And... Uh, and Jonathan, the director, came up to me and he goes, crank it up. And so I just let Miles have it. He wasn't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's powerful. But it's a, it's, it was a good way to get, 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 get uh, that realism that you're talking about. Even though it drives me crazy that he's a PC guy, I'm trying to get him over to the Apple family. I'm going to call on my dad with a question in the front. We're going to get him over to the Apple team pretty soon, Dad. Come on, buddy. 
Aaron, ask an actor if he or she can do something required for a role, and the old story is, sure, I can, I can joust, I can uh, the pearl dive, I can, I, I can work a, you know, uh, has it ever happened to you that they've said that certain skills are required for a role, and you had no idea of what they were, what, what they were talking about, but you said, oh, sure, I can do that, and you got the role anyway? Uh, 30 films. <laughs> 30 movies. There's not a movie that I've ever started where I felt I was capable of doing it. And that's what the scary thing is, too, you know. Um, but somehow you, you do it. I'll tell you, um, gosh, one time before I had any success whatsoever, I, uh, this doesn't have too much to do with it, but I, would, I auditioned for JAG. You know, remember that TV show, JAG? But I did it in complete costume. And so, I don't know why I bring that up. Where did you get up. the costume? I went to the Hollywood Costume Depot, Depot, yeah. and I got the whole thing dressed up in whites. And I don't know why I'm telling this story, but it reminded me of it. I, and I showed up, you know, at the casting thing in full, you know. Um, he was to say, didn't get the part. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was never asked back. Uh, that's a, another great thing about being an actor is that, for example, on this movie, you know, I've, I'm not a Marine. I don't know how to break down an M4, shoot a 50 cal, all that sort of stuff. But the training involved in being, you know, in the movies is, is fantastic. I remember doing a, a movie where it wasn't whatever the movie did, but I got to go meet the, the, the guys that made the Mars probe, and the Mars probe was laying on the ground right in front of me, and, and we were in the, a warehouse, and I said, why is it on the ground? He's like, I don't know. And then I said, so what happens to you if this, what happens if this Mars probe gets broken or you get hurt? And he said, nobody in the world knows how to fix that but me. I thought, it's fun being an actor. Next question in the yeah, back. We have another question from the audience here. Yeah, hi. How's it going? Hi. Yeah. Uh, as a movie fan, um, I'm wondering what's your favorite genre? Like, for instance, someone may like classic movies from the early 30s or the 70s or early 90s. But as far as genre, what's your favorite genre of movies? And if there was one role that you would want to do, like a remake of a movie in a certain role that you always wanted to do, always wanted to do, what would that role be? Like, for instance, with me, it would be maybe a role from the movie Casablanca. But it's like, that's what I want to know as far as, as a movie fan in that one particular role. Well, uh, my favorite, I grew up watching Cary Grant films, and if I could be a thousandth of an, uh, you know, an actor he is, that would be fine with me. Um, those are the movies that I grew up loving. You know, uh, I thought he was really smooth and just so effortless. And I, and I, you know, I don't want to say I strive that, but I really like that. That's the kind of movies that I love. Um, uh, any role that I, I was, I was sort of bummed that I didn't get Cold Mountain. I loved the book. I thought I would have done a good job in that movie. Um, other than that, uh, a role that's been out, I would have loved to have been uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I would have been, loved to have been in Apocalypse Now. I would have loved to have been in, um, you know, Bullet. I would have loved to, uh, you know, done Patton. You know, uh, there's so many roles out there, so many great performances. Uh, you know, even on television now, you just, you know, whip up the TV and just, you just see performances just blow your mind. And Jag, of course. No. And Jag. <laughs> Jag. <laughs> I'm not going to let you forget that one. Uh, we got any other uh, Wait here in the second questions row? here? 
Hi, um, I was wondering, you've worked with so many talented actresses over the length of your career, like Helena Bonham Carter and Nicole Kidman, to name a few. What has been your favorite actress to work with? Come on. <laughs> Actresses are sensitive. They all were wonderful. Uh, I love Helena. She's definitely, um, you, know, they, they, you know, you go back and look at all these actors, and they're all first-class actors. I don't know how all of them, many won Oscars, you know. If we go Nicole, Julia, Gwyneth, uh, you know, I just can't go through them all. Um, they're all very talented and all very sexy in their own way. And uh, um, I don't know. I just, I look forward to all the, my first question really when I get a script is who's the girl? And it for all the right reasons, huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, you, no, the wrong reasons. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I, I, to add on, on to your question, which actor or actress over the years maybe surprised you the most? Where you had one expectation of them and then you worked with them and had a completely different understanding of what they were about? <sighs> wow. Um, well, I've, I've admired them all. Of course, I didn't know anything about Helena when I met her. Uh, I did that movie for Helena, um, and she just blew me away. I mean, she's so effortless. She's, um, it's so easy for her. You know, I really didn't understand it. Um, you know, uh, Julia blew me away. Uh, Gwyneth is just, can do anything. She just is, um, she, again, totally effortless, you know. Um, let's see, who else have I worked with? Uh, uh, God, I don't know. You know, who? Katie was fun, yeah. I mean... You know what, really, when you're in the movie, you know, I'll tell you, when you're in the movies, you know, you're basically just worrying about yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're like, can I keep up with this girl, Hillary Swank, Nicole? I remember watching Nicole going, Jesus, I'm dead. You know, when they turn around on my side, you know, um, you know, when you're, when you're going to work and you go, ah, like that. You never want to go to work thinking that you really know what you're going to do. I did, a, I was in the movie with Kate Blanchett, a little thing, and I admired working with her. She was a powerhouse. Um, you know, I'd like to work with Angelina. I'd like to work with, um, you know, anybody who's just loves to act. Second for, row again. Yeah, time My question is, um, you shoot movies over a long period of time, and it's really tiring, and your workload is, like, it's really busy sometimes. How, when you want to pull a lot of emotion into a scene that you really need to concentrate on, do you channel... How being like how tired you are, or um, like, yeah, how like emotionally distressed you are in that time? Do you channel into the scene? Like with theater, you you can kind of bring in new things into the scene to. Help so let's say you have a really heavy scene and you got to take it to the limit that day, and you know it's going to be a twelve-hour day. It could be a two-day day. You know what I'm saying? It could go into the next day. How do you stay there? You know. Um, that's changed over my career. I used to get real nervous about that because, you know, when you're reading the script, you earmark the script and you just go, oh, how am I going to get this emotion? How am I going to cry all day and all that? Um, and what I've come to learn is that you don't need to think about that. If you start early enough and just nurture that feeling inside you and incubate it and just talk to it little by little while you're walking through Soho in the day or whatever it is and your movie's not a month till now or the play and just keep on talking to it and talking to it thinking about it dreaming about it listening to it you can go for as many days as you want and you can cry endlessly 
And as soon as, and you've hear, probably heard it all the time, this is what I do, is that I just completely give up to stage directions and everything. I just let go, let it all go. And then, um, and it comes. And so, like when I'm walking down the street, like if you guys ever saw me walking down the street, you probably think that dude's depressed or something. <laughs> and I just sit there and talk to myself. And the, that's the great thing about the Apple iPhone, is that you can <laughs> pretend you're on the phone. It's revolutionized acting, because you have an earpiece even. So actors can walk down the street, I'm not kidding you. Actors can walk down the street and go, for example, one of my new lines is, um, well, I could say something like, uh, something to my daughter or whatever, and be you know, yelling, going, you know, blah, 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 blah like that. And no, everybody thinks you're talking on the phone, but really you get to practice your lines, the feelings. You can you know, freak out that way while you're going somewhere. And I feel like that, and then when you're in the movie, it doesn't seem like anything to you. You've got it all. It's all lived inside you for so long that you can forget about it. That's the way I do it. New York. We, have time. we have time for two more questions. One on the back. Hello. Hi. Um, Where are you? I'm ah. right here. Um, so you mentioned wanting to reprise a role. So if you reprised your latest role in Battle Los Angeles, what kind of city would, what would be the next city? Well, I'd go to a Caribbean beach, of course. <laughs> I'd go to Hawaii. <laughs> Battle St. Martin. Yeah. I, I'd look at where the, the waves were best, and I'd go, Battle Java. Um, I'm pitching for, you know, look, let's say this movie makes a little dough. People are happy. They say, let's do it again. You know, I always, I'm always under the, you know, uh, the dick that you should go where you want to go, make a movie. So I'm, I'm angling for Paris. You know, or I could go somewhere like that would be fun to make a movie or, um, but you know what, we, we've been, you know, Tokyo you could go to, Rio would be fun, you know. You've had a chance to promote a lot of these movies in some of those cities you mentioned. And, I'd and, love and, to go to Tokyo. You know, how, how have you experienced how maybe cinema and, and films and your characters have resonated around the world in different parts of It's, it's of interesting. Globe? Yeah. Um, you know, we, especially like with Batman and the Dark Knight and stuff like that, some... Yeah. Some places it'll, it plays like, you know, you go to the premiere in, you know, um, Barcelona or where Madrid or whatever, and you just like throngs of people. And you go somewhere and just like, there's a completely different reaction to Batman. So each territory really has a hard and fast rule about what genre they like. Um, but, well, for that movie, of course, everybody really was into it. But, um, you know, we'll see how this plays overseas, you know. Um, we would like to get the whole world involved in the in the movie, you know, so people f like from Europe and everything could really feel like they were part of it, you know. I think that's very important. Um, I'm going to Paris tomorrow or tonight uh, to see what they think about it. So we'll see. Last question, second row. I just want to say thank you for coming. I think you're super cool, like seriously, as an thank actor, you. as just your craft and everything but are there any like directors you go to specifically for a role or do you uh, like do you like when directors come to you and be like i want you in my movie or do you go up to someone and say i can do this role i, I want this role i do it all every actor's got to do it if you guys are actors or whatever you are out there i remember joel schumacher not too long ago i was talking to him and and he still does that joel's like you can have no humility in this business you got it if you want something you go get it and you go ask um, I, re I always, whenever I see Fincher, wh what's going on, dude? Why? What? I'm ready. You know, I'd love to work with Ridley Scott. You know, I'm getting older. You know, I'm going to die soon, so... Um, 
I need to start knocking on some doors and getting some movies made. Now, look at Jonathan Leavesman, who wrote or directed this. This dude's going, you know, he's, he's got it. So, you know, you find those uh, directors that are doing it, but um, uh, it's hard. And if you see a role that you, you want, you have to go to parties and, and track the guy down and start kissing some butt. Well, I'm going to take your advice and try and get me an iPad back there and go out and get it. Aaron Eckhart, congratulations on this. Thank you so much, man. The <laughs> Thanks, movie guys. Is Thanks for Los coming. Angeles. I appreciate it. Opens this weekend. Be sure to check it out, guys. Thank you again to our guest, Aaron. Battle Los Angeles tomorrow. This weekend opens up everywhere, guys, so let's all go together and see it. Don't forget... The Meet the Filmmaker podcast, absolutely free, available on the iTunes store. Tonight's event, as well as many others available up there right now. You can go ahead and search apple.com forward slash Soho. We have events all the time, guys. You don't want to miss them. You can find out about everything that's happening right here, right there. Apple.com forward slash Soho. And, of course, now on the go. If you guys have an iOS device, an iPod Touch, an iPhone, and an iPad as well, you can download the Apple Store app. Pick your favorite stores. Let us know exactly where you love to go. See what's going on sign up for upcoming cool workshops and events and even check yourself in upon arrival guys thank you so much for coming out this week we hope to see you next time you have a wonderful weekend and a good night